Well, most of you know my name is Denny Johnson. For those of you that have never met me before, well, welcome. And I have to say that I'm about to introduce you to some unusual concepts. And my use of these concepts comes from my experience. Almost nothing, or at least very little, about what we're going to talk about has to do with something that I learned somewhere, read in a book, went and trained at a class or did something. This literally comes from my own experience of life. Throughout my life, since a small child, I've had unusual experiences. And some of those have been easy, beautiful, wonderful, and some of them have been frightening. And through my late 20s and 30s and 40s and up until now, I've had numerous experiences seeing higher worlds. The only way I can describe it is something greater or higher than us. And I've seen some situations of those things, well, lower than us. I've been in some very difficult, dark places that were not comfortable, that evoked forms of terror. I've been in places that are much higher than this and that are indescribably beautiful. I've had downloads of information and I've had a whole variety of social emotional experiences, many of them painful and tragic and personal. So the things I'm about to share with you, they really are my experiences and it's your responsibility to utilize it or not utilize it. But I, I urge you to, to use your own capacity for clarity and intention and will. And to use your own sense that it's right or not right, your own intuition or your own spiritual guidance to do or not do some of these processes or exercises that I'm going to engage in. This is going to be a series of videos about how to use visualization. Yes, for me, the opportunity to go into higher worlds has to engage your personal imaginative function or skill set as a soul. And I'm going to do my best to explain each step in this process. Because much like this image that you see behind me, I'm going to give you a series of exercises that deal with how to go up this ladder figuratively. It's just an imaginative ladder. It's not an actual one, even though I do believe through my experiences that there is a sequence of things that is capable of being experienced. Now, I'm saying that one of the very first steps to go into this is to check your intention, your desire, your motivations, your sincerity for why you want to experience or see higher worlds. Now, for me, it took me, well, 40, 50 years 
of these experiences to come to a place to realize that the majority of the reason I was going up this ladder was to escape the pain in my childhood. Now that's true for most people. Well, that's true for all people. From my experience, virtually everyone is trying to get away from some kind of pain. The, the shadow of that pain is an early childhood for most people, and it looks like it started in early childhood, but the reality is it didn't. It continued from somewhere else in the family tree. So for me, my particular childhood was particularly difficult and damaging in some form or another, and it happened to be the majority of the damage I perceived first was from my father's side of the family. So when you have damage on your father's side of the family, it makes you want to leave this world by going out of this world. So many people who are very, very sensitive, they develop skills that they would call, well, I'm an empath, I'm empathic. Well, yeah, you might be, but most of the people like myself who develop skills of empathy, they did that to have the ability to protect themselves from whoever is coming at them. They go, okay, is this person dangerous or not dangerous? I've done that many thousands of times. I still do it. But it was designed to be a way of being able to avoid pain. Took me in many, many years to come back to, oh, I need to keep coming back to me and rebuild that part that was frightening, damaging, and on the way into to releasing and changing some of the damage in my father's side of the family, I began to realize the damage on my mother's side of the family that I was unaware of. So eventually, I would suggest that you be prepared to experience the damage on both sides of your family that causes you to want to escape this world into higher worlds. Now, I'll be as honest with you as I can from my experience. We're not intended to stay here. I'm sorry, but this is not our home. We may be here for a while as a child, as a teenager, adult, old person, and we die. But we're designed to move on, not to occupy this world with a form of immortality in the physical body. Yes, you may have a desire to experience your immortality in the body. You might want to be embodied like Jesus might have been. You may want to be one with God in your body. I get that. I do. But most people, they have a tendency to want to go out. Now, the part of the process is, is I hope to give you some logic about if you want to go there, learn to be here. By being here, I'm gonna guide you through a series of experiences that says, learn to occupy your body. I know this was very disappointing to me because numerous times I was going and wanted out of here and I wanted to keep going and I wanted nothing to do with all of you because I didn't like any of you because you're all dangerous and treacherous and facaded over and hateful, murderous, never mind. 
I felt that way about people in general. So my desire to get out of here was very personal. But the messages in the higher world, not just messages, very clear communication is go down the ladder, occupy your body, open your heart, stay there, and reach your hand to others. Many of those other people are in the darkness. They're in pain and suffering. A lot of them don't even know they're in pain and suffering because one way is out of the world. The other way is, well, more in the world. And we live in a world where materialization and control of the power around us is our happiness and our success, our prestige, our accomplishment, our material income. There is a side of this which is heavily materialized because people want to survive by staying in control. Now, there is an important element that that's correct on some level. I need to become more logically, materially responsible for what it is in my actual social material world. By the way, that social material world is primarily my and your experience with your masculinity. Later on, we'll talk about masculinity in the visualizations versus your feminine, which is the experience of the abstract, the illusory, the capacity to be able to see. And there are rungs, rails, and gates on this side. Now, in this process, I'm going to guide you through a series of exercises over the next year. For those who want to follow in this series, I'll do my best to guide you through these experiences. And along the way, I'll share with you some of my experiences on this letter. And I'm going to share with you my many mistakes. I don't have any grip on impunity or always being perfect about something, many things I've done wrong. And it's important that I be transparent about some of the things that I tried and it didn't work. I mean, I've used visualization to the point once where I literally stopped my bowel movements. I suffered for months because I made a mistake about how I was using my visualization, not realizing that my body systems were going to take on the symbolic use of imagery. Now, the symbolic use of imagery has many different octaves. If you want to see the people most capable of using imagery, look at any child under the age of six. They live in a world of allegorical imagery because they live in a world that's cartoon-like. That's why they love cartoons and stories, because they're at a state of consciousness very high on the rung. Most children, they already occupy rung number five and six, and some of them are really a little bit higher because their degree of love is higher than ours. So these upper areas of visualization, imagination, they actually go into another level where you get to see the higher worlds that are reality. And I've literally 
been in those higher worlds, and yes, they have buildings, sorry, we're not just a little wisp of smoke in the higher world, we dwell in places that are actually extraordinarily beautiful and extraordinarily real. They're more real than the one you think you see around you because everything we think we see around us is illusory. Meaning sooner or later, every tree, building, mountain will collapse and the mycelium will eat the plants and digest the minerals and whatever else and the entire world around us is in transition. We don't stay here. The preparation to go into the permanent one depends on what we're actually doing in the transitory one. So what I'm doing in this world will determine what rung of the ladder I'm on when I leave and where I'm pointed when I go. If you're pointed only in the material world out of fear, and most of the people who are very logically practical, engineers, builders, managers, coordinators, people who are very, very good at the material world, they have a purpose and a function, and they're very good at it. Now, unfortunately, most of the time, people are very strong in the material realm. It's because they have pain, a fear of abandonment or separation or loss or fear of the higher world or the fear of the dark or the unusual, their fear of their feminine or their mother relationship. Now, they get to be more materially successful because they drive their fear to materially acquire something. Now, both sides of these have divine value. There's a purpose to both sides. There's a purpose to the yin and there's a purpose to the yang. So I'm going to guide you through the first steps of how to go through three primary gates. Yes, there are many steps on the ladder and there are six steps that are essential. I'll take you through the steps. Now, these steps, like the rungs and rails, each step has two sides. And eventually, I'll take you through every step and then both sides. And I'll give you a clue on this. Each one of these steps is going to be a different part of you. And that's going to be a different part of your family tree because each one of these steps are going to be a different grandparent from a different part of your genetic orientation. I know that sounds strange, but your ability to use your mind, your imagination, and your body, it corresponds to how well you occupy each one of these parts of you. Now, if you step onto one of these places and it's weak or broken, you have law of attraction experiences, physical symptoms in your body to show you how to repair that particular rung of the ladder. Now, I'm not going to go through all of that in detail today at all because we'd be here for hours. But I want to start you out by giving you just a feeling of examining your sincerity, your intention. Why do you really want to do this? I'm asking you if you really think you want to go to God. Yes. Yeah, I'd recommend it. But ask yourself why. Do you want to get out of pain? 
You want to avoid something, get away from the mean, cruel world that we all exist in. So you have to examine it. I can't examine it for you. I'm just suggesting that you need to consider why you would want to do this. My purpose, being somewhere on this ladder, is to grow upward by focusing my desire to serve to those people around me, regardless of where they are on this ladder. I've served many thousands of people on a higher degree of ladder, this ladder than I am. They're called children. I've written stories for them, hugged them, played with them. Many thousands of times I've helped people higher on the ladder and nearly all of them are children. And they've helped me on the ladder. That's what's pretty cool, is I didn't realize that as you start to want to help someone, there is a bit of an exchange that happens between you and that person. And I won't go into all the details of it, but some of my greatest teachers have been kindergartners, two-year-olds. If I had the innocence of a two-year-old, how much easier would this whole ladder be? So I'm telling you, I've got a long ways to go to have the innocence of a small child. But that's my particular goal and purpose for being on this ladder. Now, I'll also tell you that I have some caveats. I have some warnings. I have some concerns about how people use their visual imagery. Now, I'm going to just take you through something very quickly. We'll have a whole different thing about it. Because a lot of people are trying to use interior imagery through substances. Ayahuasca that I've used many times myself. Psilocybin mushrooms that I've also used at times. I haven't used many of the other ones. I haven't used LSD or something else or something else. So I can only give you the experience that certain uses of biochemical stimulation to produce the inner images has value to a certain extent but can only take you so far. If your access to higher worlds is always about biochemical things, then ultimately you're damaging yourself, not helping yourself. If you use it wisely, lovingly, under the right forms of guidance, yes, you can use biochemical things, but can only show you the concepts of what to do. It will not take you to the higher world. Sorry. It can take you to the illusory experience of the higher world, which is highly addictive. But that's what opium perhaps does, and that's what crack cocaine does, is take people to illusory experiences. So I don't want to take you that place, but I do want to share with you my experiences about all of that. And I want to share with you my experiences about a, a highly addictive thing. Maybe this isn't addictive to you, but it's one of my personal addictions. Let me show it to you. It's my cell phone. I didn't even have a cell phone until I was 60. And now I can hardly go 10 steps without having it around. Where is it? Where is it? Where, where did I leave it? What's going on? What's happening now? What's happening now? What's happening now? And we don't realize it, that our constant focus on visual imagery outside of us is a slippery seduction and it is addictive. Now, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying be aware of what it's doing and why you're doing it. But I'm going to 
guide you back to interior imagery so you can occupy a higher percentage of your body. Now, there are other forms of imagery, such as your screen on your computer that most of you are looking at now. That's an extension of the visual function of attracting your mind to visual imagery. And then there's advertising and there's all the other stuff that we do. We're constantly saturated with somebody else's manipulative imagery in order to get us to pay them something. More to that, there's a lot more to that, but remember television. When I was a small child, a long, long time ago, the television was new. And we only had two channels, and that was only after I had to go out during a rainstorm and turn the antenna, you know, and hang on to it while my dad could watch his favorite Western. I mean, literally, I had to do this at time. Hold that, hold, don't move. Never mind. That's my personal issues on my masculine side. I'm still getting over how I was treated by holding that. Well, anyway, television is brand new. It's only the last 80 years or something, something like that, where people sat around, used to be they sat around the radio and they would listen to the radio from inside them in some way. But when we watch television, we're outside. Now, the danger is, is that they're already engaged in how to produce the most beautiful outside imagery that is far more beautiful than your imagination. For most people, they're talking about producing, well, the metaverse. How to be able to give you a surround experience, not just through goggles, cyber goggles, they're planning on having small devices capable of doing you know, holograms of imageries that you can set inside of and experience beautiful worlds, real and imagined. Far more addictive than a cell phone. I'm just giving you a caveat, personal warning. I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but I would suggest Take a look at what you're doing before you get too engaged in the utilization of your creativity and your imagination by extending it outside your body. Number one thing, stay in your body. Now, later on, the body you're staying into is you're staying inside of your own astral etheric body, you're staying inside of the experience of your own soul, you can call it whatever you want, your spirit body or so on and so on, but stay inside. Yes, you can have experiences, many experiences, far more experiences going up that ladder by staying inside your body. You don't have to leave your body in order to have cosmic experiences. Literally, you can have them inside, and I'm gonna do my best to give you a series of experiments that you can play with. Now, none of these have to be exactly the way I did it, because you'll never do it exactly the way I did it, but I'll give you some suggestions how it might work. So I'm gonna give you some clues about what's coming, and this first one looks very simple. One of the first ones is this. These are red blood cells. I know it's strange, but I 
would rather that you use an image and then experience the image as it relates to your own self. So the first part of the first gate, and there's three major gates, is how to use creative visualization, creative imagination, by imagining what is real. Number one, imagine what is real first. The second gate is you can imagine things that are not real. You can imagine rainbows all around you and angels dropping things on. You can imagine lots and lots and lots and lots of things. And at times, the imaginative illusion is therapeutic. There are reasons why you do the second gate. The third gate is your ability to be able to see, not just imagine, you can imagine the higher worlds and you can see them. I'll show you how you can get there. I'll warn you about never go outside of your body. I just use a very big word, but 99.9% .9 of the time, don't go out of your body. I know it's something that people aspire to, astral projection, things at night, whatever spirit world phenomena that you want to believe that you need to leave your body to go there. I'm saying, except for the sleep state, don't leave your body. I'm saying in your sleep state, you do leave your body, but your body stays here. I know that's obvious. Your body stays in the bed. A part of you stays here called your etheric body that's stretched out to where you are in the spirit world and connects you through your senses to your physical presence so that if the baby cries, you can come back. Very important use of, first, body, body, body. Go inside your body. Second, know when you can use creative imagination to increase your body. Then you can also use the first layers of the upper, outer, higher worlds by asking the higher world to help you. If we go back to that original image I gave you, what you don't see so clearly is his left hand is reaching upward. If you were to see this more accurately, you would see that all of us have somebody helping us all the time. Now, I know that's something most of you haven't experienced, but I have. I've experienced angels, I've experienced guides, and we have guides and guardians with us all the time. There is something helping us while we're helping others. So yes, the third gate is where you ask for divine guidance to help you in your process of imagination and visualization. Yes, you can go up that ladder by will and choice and force, and you can have experiences because I've done it. You can also go up that ladder and do things that are delusional. I've done that too. You can go up that ladder and do things that are kind of dangerous. I've done that too. I do not urge you to go up this ladder by visualization. I urge you to go up this ladder by increasing the appreciation of the inside of your body. 
So I gave you the first one, which we're not done on this one. I could tell you many experiences about it because I used to spend months focusing on a single red blood cell. Very briefly, I'll tell you about some of my experiences. I spent at least a year focusing on red blood cells. And why did I want to focus on the red blood cell? Because I believed at the time that the blood was connected to my soul that the soul's habitation of the body was linked to the blood. Yes. That's something you'll need to experience for yourself, but your soul's experience of the body is directly related to the blood, but I won't go into the rest of it. I was trying to find the cell nucleus inside of a red blood cell. So I spent a lot of time learning how to project my attention, my creative imagination inside a red blood cell. It took about a year and a half before I told a friend of mine I was having trouble getting there and he was a very well-known doctor. And he said, well, DJ, did you take into consideration that the red blood cell has no cell nucleus? Oh, sorry, that was me doing my father thing. Dumb, stupid. Ah, wasn't that silly? Yes, there are correct ways of doing things, and there are incorrect ways of doing things, and I'm going to suggest to you that you use your own intuition, conscience, and spiritual guidance to do any of this. But yes, I'm suggesting red blood cells. I want you to discover things on your own. Now, the basic way that's helped me, and I'm going to do my best to give you my experiences, is always go to the right. That if I want to get in this red blood cell, I want to enter on the right side and go inside and then visualize my entire body inside that red blood cell. Now, later on, I'll describe more effectively how to do that, and then I'll give you time for you to go through this. Now, Sorry, but it takes about four months of earnest activity to achieve a visualization beginning result. Beginning result. It takes about four months. Now, some of you have been practicing it so many different ways, so many different times that you may not need all of four months, but you'll need some time. So creative imagination is step one. Now, the thing is about creative imagination is do it on something first that is objective. Let me give you another object, objective example. This one, one of my dearest favorites. Now, you may wonder what this is, by the way, but it happens to be a close-up photograph of a single vertebrae in the spot. A single vertebrae. This is what it looks like inside you. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, by the way, it's not dead. No, your bones are alive. They breathe, they eat, they reproduce. Yeah, they have a bit of personality too, but that's another experience sometime. There is things that you can do. Now, I, I used to learn how to go inside one of these spots Go in on the right side, turn around, and put on beautiful dance music, hold perfectly still, and dance. 
How do you hold perfectly still and dance? Hold your body perfectly still and then your imagination, your creative visualization can be you inside the bone function, dancing to beautiful music. And I've got some recommendations, but that's not today. I'm saying the correct use of the very first step of your creative imagination is to do it with reality. The reality is you're focusing on an actual bone. You're focusing on your bone inside you, not the one on the screen. So you can use the one on the screen to give you a targeting. And it will work. So creative imagination, visualization is the first step. Now, the interesting part of it is creative imagination is also the same gateway as empathy. Empathy and creative imagination goes along the same line. So my ability to use empathy, which was quite extended because I wanted to get out of my body, eventually that creative imagination increased my capacity to experience something. Then each time I experienced it, the message was also get back in your body. Do what you're doing inside your body. Now, I don't have an image for you right now, but let me just use an imaginary, all it is is imagination, a clearly imaginary image, not true, but I want to give you a allegorical representation of your pericardium. Now, you may not know where your pericardium is, and I couldn't find a pericardium image right away, but I will find you one because eventually I want to take you through the anatomy of the body using imagery. So over the coming months, I want to guide you to all the glands of the body. If you want to get ahead of your homework, go ahead. Go out and find all of the Google information, or you can pay $15 and buy a, you know, they have those really, really good three-dimensional anatomy you know, apps that you can open up these apps, and it'll show you the interior of the body at stunningly beautiful depth. Go ahead. Try it. I would suggest that you learn where all the organs are and they go right up that ladder. All those rungs of the ladder are connected to two glands. Wait, wait, I'll come back to this one. I'll come back to the other one I was telling you about, but I'm saying that this ladder here, all the rungs of this ladder are connected to glands. There's one on the right and one on the left, one on the right and one on the left, one on the right and one on the left. There are glands. These glands are the primary languaging methods of who you are. Now, if you don't know where your adrenal is, I suggest you get a picture and go find out. And then you're going to find out that the adrenal on the right has a different shape than the adrenal on the left. And there's a difference between, yes, there's two different forms. And, oh, the kidney, did it? You ever been inside your kidney? Eh, you don't know what you're missing. I know it sounds not so pretty to be inside your bladder, but yes, go ahead, be inside. You, you won't get, well, never mind. And yes, I'm going to take you to an imaginary experience of your pericardium. 
The pericardium is a skin around the bottom of your heart. It covers maybe two thirds or a little more of your heart. It's like a net system on the bottom of your heart. I'd like you to find your heart because the primary place that's going to help you go up this ladder is an emotional kinesthetic experience of occupying your heart. Now, we're not talking about your literal heart, because your spiritual heart is a reflection of this physical heart, but you can go through this image of you in the body to experience your heart. You don't even know what you're missing. Let me help you out here. It might look something like this. Well, I know this is a beautiful picture and we some of you have seen this before. I'm saying the pericardium contains you. And then gradually what I'd like to do is take you on each one of these lines that's connected to a different gland and a different organ. And if you look really, really closely, you see it has 12 lines. There are 12 lines inside of the 12 lines. I'm suggesting that you can use your creative visualization inside your own anatomy first. Now, it's not fair, by the way, to focus on somebody else's anatomy to achieve a result. Now, there are times that you can do that, but I won't recommend it right away. If you're in an intimate relationship, probably if you're married, you can do very important interior visualizations of each other going up the ladder. But I wouldn't recommend that to start with. Lots of possibilities to do that, but that's not a beginning function, right? Now you can use abstract imagery, let me show you something completely abstract again, outside the body, but I don't recommend that you use abstract imagery. This has a specific energetic effect by the imagery, but I'd like to show you how to use your creative imagination inside your own iris. I know that's weird, but be weird for a moment. You see each one of these little spots in the eye? They're a memory that you need to feel. Because if you want to climb the ladder, the opportunity to go up the ladder is going to be that you're going to use your interior feeling, creative imagination function, your empathy of other people to feel these spots inside you. They're yours. Or you can use something else abstract, which is abstract. It's not real, but it looks like this. This is one of my favorite pictures. And one of the reasons I like it, even though it's not exactly accurate, it imitates reality. It imitates reality because there is the reality of a connection to the heart that regulates the series of gates and, and circulation of life force? Yes, but I'm not urging you to use exterior imagery yet. 
I'm urging you to use interior imagery. And I would suggest that you can pick one of the one of the others. You can pick the blood, you can pick the bones, you can pick other ones too. One of my favorites, the thymus. Lots of very cool things in that thymus. Some of the ones I didn't do so well, like the spleen, I'm still just learning more about. I've been to the pineal thousands of times because I wanted to open that to get into the higher world. I recommend that you do that sometimes, but not for the purpose of getting out, but learning how to get more in. Shoot, sometimes you can use nature or you can use reality in an imaginary way. You can use wild horses to give you the feeling of what it feels like to occupy your blood. Because the blood, by the way, if you look at this, doesn't that, that, that doesn't look like red blood cells. Are you crazy? Here, try again. Now, can you combine your red blood cells on a horse galloping with emotional fire, going somewhere on a mission and feeling out? One of the things about creative imagination is using your emotional content, using your imagination, enriching your imagination, adding in feeling. But remember, very first step, use it inside the body. And if you're going to use these things too much, you need to do more inside the body. Go ahead and use your phones and the computers and the metaverse if you want, but you need to be prepared to occupy your body more. If you don't know where that parathyroid is, I suggest you find it because it's very important. If you've never had a personally romantic relationship with your pancreas, I'd suggest you fall in love with your pancreas, get inside, feel the functions of it, learn about it, and you're going to find some very interesting things about the pancreas. Later on, we'll go through the whole body. Which grandparent is this one? And which one is this place? Who's this location? Who's this location? This location? This location? We can go through each one of those locations with creative imagination. Gate number one. Now, this is not exactly how to do it, but I'm giving you some clues. This is just the introduction. Over the next year, we'll have a whole series on visualizations at each one of these different realms. Okay, this is me wanting to share with you the higher worlds by saying, go home, get back in your body, know your own heart. I know it's tough. I know, I know. It's really hard stay there okay time to go until the next visualization see you soon